This is the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Stake Ranchers. One, two, three, go! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Super Sports Schools Podcast brought to you by Spur. This week, we're at St. Stylian's College for Boys in Johannesburg to chat to one of the most promising up-and-coming cricketers in South Africa, Quena Mapaka. What he's done at the age of just 17 is truly extraordinary. But before we get to that, we're changing up how we do things here on the Super Sports Schools podcast. At the start of each show, we're going to chat about the week that's passed, the week that's coming, and the seasons that we're getting into. So today, Tim and I are going to chat about the summer season because we're getting into it properly now. And we thought we'd have a little bit of a look at what's to come here on Super Sports Schools. So before we get to the interview with Quenna Mapaka, here's Tim and I chatting about what you can expect from the summer season on Super Sports Schools. Tim, welcome back to the Super Sports Schools podcast. We haven't spoken for a very long time on the show. It's glad to, oh, well, I'm glad to have you back. What's it like to be back? Been kind of in the thick of things, but I mean, I'm just excited to dive back into school sports. And I think we're coming in at a time where the school sports is changing into the summer season. So we're going to chat about that in a little bit. But just to introduce a new contributor that we're introducing to the show, Jami, joining all the way from Joburg. This is your debut. I think just to start us off, introduce who you are, what you've done in terms of sports in your life, and whether you're excited to be here, which I'm, I'm sure you are. Thank you, Alex. So hi to everybody. I am Chami. I'm currently studying at UJ. I briefly played um, for the first team cricket, but my sport primarily is netball. Um, I uh, represented the province in my youth, so I am very excited to be here. So yeah, thanks. Something new that we're bringing to the podcast, guys, including this little starting chat that we're probably going to have each week to talk about the weekend sport that's passed and the weekend sport that's coming up. We're also going to be doing this class of 23, which Supersport Schools is going to be pushing over the next couple of weeks. So make sure you check out Supersport Schools' social media to find out everything about our class of 2023. But from you guys, I want to hear the sporting scenes across this country have been nothing short of extraordinary across the different sports. Young people are putting their hands up in all the different disciplines, in all the different age groups across the country. And I want to know, Tim, you've been with me traveling around South Africa this year, finding all the incredible school sports stories. Who do you have in your team? Who are your players that make up the class of 2023? Some nominations. For me, there's just the obvious standard. Being to hear SA, women's squad for hockey, two years in a row. She's just matriculated. Just a stand-up player. Seeing her play at the Sassock Nationals, she's just a truly special talent. There's no other way to say it. Generational, in a way. But for me, a personal one, that if I could sneak onto the list, would be Gina Cupido from Western Province. I mean, the guy, compete. Another a beautiful talent on the rugby field. Strong, fast, a great team player. And something that stunned for me especially was the fact that he came from a smaller school in Strand, which known for its rugby, but he still worked hard, got the opportunity and made the most of the opportunity. I mean, playing in SA under 19 squad. So for me, if I could sneak one person onto my class of 23 list, it would be Gina Cupido. 
Cool. And I think a, a bit presumptuous to say Tahir is matriculated, but I think with how she did in the quiz, there's there's not much room for doubt in that regard, but well, still not yet. Almost, but not, not yet. yet. No, we're wrapping I mean, up. When you do when you write finals, eh? Okay, Chami, your pick, your nominations. Who do you have in your class of 2023? One, many, someone, anyone. Okay, so the first one might be a bit obvious. I'm wearing the shirt. Well, um, he will be playing for Paul Royals and in the SA20 next year. I'm wearing the Rajasthan Royals shirt, but we get the point. It has to be our fast bowler at 17 years of age, Kwenama Parker. Um, who we actually had an interview with over the weekend. Um, it blows my mind how he is 17 years old. And, you know, he actually gives me imposter syndrome because he's achieved so much. Um, not only like locally, but on an international, um, scale at only 17, mind you. When I'm a Paka, what really stands out about him is also how his holistic approach to him being an athlete. Um, you know, starting this initiative of girls, cricket teams and the schools around him really impressed me and also how he has to balance academics um a cricket club cricket provincial like it's just he is doing a lot at his young age and still excelling at it and then i'll like it would do no justice if um carabo meso is not on this super team um and carabo meso is uh well she debuted at 15 for the sa under 19 women's cricket team um, she's a wicked keeper and she actually is an exceptional, um, young cricket player that definitely everyone should be watching. Thanks, Chummy. Tim, the imposter syndrome. I know we've spoken about it before when we see like Kane and Moody playing for the Springboks at the same age as us and we just feel completely useless with our lives despite being literally on TV. But when I was listening to Quena at 17, everything he's doing and what he's already done is just quite incredible so i think both of you fantastic nominations for that class of 2023 remember to head to supersport school's social media to find out how you can nominate players for the class of 2023 we're going to take a quick break but when we come back i'm going to be chatting to the man we've been talking about quena mapaka the 17 year old cricketing superstar from Stithians in joburg we'll be right back spur back bacon is like having fillet for breakfast because back bacon has more meat and less fat. And we grill that back bacon at 350 degrees. Then serve it with two large eggs, golden chips, grilled tomato, toast and jam. And at only $49.90 for our unreal breakfast. Why not bring the whole family? Spur. People with a taste for life. T's and C's apply. Hi, how's it going guys? My name is Gwena Mapaka. I'm 17 years old and I'm a cricketer. You may know of me. Uh, I've played SAA, SA under 19, and I've just been contracted for the Paul Royals. I think that introduction covered most of what I wanted to say, especially that you're 17, SA under 19, youngest player ever to be selected for the SA under 19. You were 16 at the time. That's even more outrageous. Okay, 15 at the time, SA under 19, went to the under 19 World Cup, SAA, SA emerging, and now all Royals and the SA20 going into next year. Where did it start? Why cricket? We, obviously, we, we're going to talk about all of that because it's incredible, but I want to know why it started, why you chose cricket as your sport, and how you've become so good at it. Um, so, you know, 
my family's actually been cricket lovers for like a long, long time. I think my parents were introduced to cricket around about 1990, somewhere around there. And my older brother started playing cricket probably when he was like five years old. So I grew up in a cricketing family. I always played garden cricket with and against my brother. So it's kind of just been something that I've grown up with. And as you grew up, was there any particular part of it that you enjoyed the most in terms of fielding, bowling, batting? I mean, obviously now we see you bowling, but back then? I'd say back then I loved batting, um, especially because it was like a great challenge against my brother because he used to bowl pace, spin everything. He used to throw everything at me. Yeah. So it used to be a great challenge and bowling was a little bit easy against him. Yeah. And do you think you've made a conscious switch towards bowling still kind of all-rounder? What, what are you, what's your thoughts on that? I'd say currently I'm an aspiring all-rounder. Okay. Uh, I've, I've slacked a bit with the bat, but yeah, uh, it's just one of those things. Definitely haven't been slacking with the bowling, that's for <laughs> sure. So I, I think also what people don't realize, we, we're going to go into your kind of South Africa endeavors, but you still are here where we are recording today at St. Stithians. You play for St. Stithians. You also play club cricket, so there's a lot of cricket. Um, but since Stithians, you were saying you've been here since grade eight earlier, you were telling me, what's it like being at a school like this that is rich in cricket history, that often is ranked in the top three in the country in various platforms in terms of uh, first 11 cricket? How do you think being at a school like this has helped you on your journey? Yeah, I think um, if you look at it, our director of cricket, he's amazing. And all the coaches, you know, in a rich cricketing school, you're always going to have good coaching. You're always going to have good players around you. It's a great cricketing environment and it's an amazing place to grow yourself as a cricketer. And when did you first realize or think that maybe you can actually take cricket as far as it is possible to go? When when did that first enter your mind? Is that something you've always believed or has it been kind of a dream and then slowly the dream started to become reality? So... The way I see it, it's always kind of been something in the back of my mind. Um, it's always like, it's it's always been there. Um, but it's kind of just like, you kind of get to a point. I think that point for me was under 13 at my second national week, uh, where you kind of see yourself and you're like, wow, I can actually do this, you know? I think that was really the point. When you can see at national week that you can compete amongst the best in the country. Yeah. And I know a lot of the time in different sports in South Africa, our national weeks at under 13 level or even under 16 level look very different in terms of who's there and who's not to the under 19, under 18 levels. It can change quite a lot. But obviously you've just gone from strength to strength, which a lot of people kind of either fall out or they go into different sports. It can all change because under 13 often is very early to decide what sport you're into. You were saying earlier that cricket from an early age, you were involved in that. Any other sports along the way? Yeah, so um, I'm actually a tennis player and a hockey player. I used to do athletics. Um, but tennis, I also played provincially. And hockey, I've also played provincially. So it was kind of just a battle of which sport is going to take preference. You've definitely come to the right school then, is what I can tell you. Kevin Anderson comes from St. Stidians our most successful tennis player from South Africa for quite a long time. And athletics, hockey, there's a, a lot of time, quite a strong correlation between hockey players and cricket players. So that's that's not too surprising, but it's awesome that you've been involved in lots of sports. But now 
do you have time for other sports with everything you're doing in cricket or is it a lot of training and matches for the different teams that you're involved in? Yeah, so um, cricket's definitely taken up most of my time now, but I still do find time. So I played hockey uh, for school this year. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, I had to kind of take a step away from provincial hockey this year because I was away for cricket. But yeah, I've definitely tried to play hockey and I still am going to try to play hockey for a long time. And tennis... I've had to kind of take a step away from as well. So I play more socially now. I can't really play competitively anymore. I think that makes sense, especially when tennis and cricket share the summer season. So, but And hockey's in winter, so at least there's that. We're getting into the summer season now properly. It's term, term four coming for schools. What does a day in the life of Quenama Parker in terms of training, school, crickets, how do you fit it all in? Yeah, so... I'd say on a regular day, uh, it's probably wake up at five and then either go for a run or do a home gym session. Then obviously get ready for school, go to school in the afternoon, most probably a cricket training session or a cricket match. And then it's go home, study, do all your work, prefect stuff, all of that. Yeah, Prefect as well. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So you're doing everything basically. And it sounds like you've got a plan that's, and I assume you stick quite regularly. Well, it's quite structured, which is, which is good. Otherwise, I don't know how you'd, you'd be able to, to manage it. But now let's talk about the first time you represented South Africa at any level. Or was that under 19? Yeah, for the under 19 squad. I, mean, I just have to check because there's so many that you've been involved in. Off to the World Cup as well with that under 19 squad. What is it like the first time you pull on any jersey that's, got a bit of green, a bit of yellow, a bit of gold, has the Protea on it, even if it says under 19, it still looks very similar to the jersey that I know you're definitely aspiring to. But in any sport, it's a very special thing to wear the jersey of South Africa at any level. So what's it like when you when you bring it on, take put it on for the first time? I'm getting so excited I can't even talk about it. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very special moment. Um, it's one of those things that you want to relive in your memory forever and ever. So the first time I put my jersey on, I was on a call with my mom. Um, I put the jersey on in front of her and she went absolutely ballistic and I was just like grinning from ear to ear. I think I was probably in it for two hours before I took it off and I was like, okay, let's get to bed and, you know, let's get ready. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's very special. We've asked players before from different sports about what you've just described, and it's always something similar about how special it is to put it on. And then also when you get to sing the anthem for the first time, all of that obviously is so special. But something else is that when you play for your country, there's, I think, sometimes added pressure and responsibility that when you're just playing for your school or your club or even your province. Is that something that you noticed? Because also you come together with guys from schools across the country, might not be people that you're just used to from school, or from Gauteng, club cricket, etc. It's now people from all over. I think there's definitely an added pressure. Um, but I think that's just the way sport goes. The higher you go, the more pressure that there is. And it's kind of something that uh, I've taken a while to get accustomed to. But now that I am accustomed to it, it doesn't really hinder my performance the way that it used to. Once you get used to it, then it's 
you're able to to handle it. No, it makes sense. Good. Let's talk a little bit about the World Cup because that must be an amazing thing to be a part of. You go on tour with everybody. You're playing in it. Uh, it was in the West Indies. Yeah, in the um, West Indies. Yeah, it was in the West Indies, and a couple of the countries there that it was hosted in, like I think you guys were in Jamaica and Guyana, and yeah, we were in Guyana, Antigua, San Francisco, uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, there's a few. Oh, that's amazing. You get to you get to travel and experience new places while playing cricket against international opposition, the best of the best from around the world. What are your highlights from from that experience? Um, highlights was definitely, I would say, just arriving at the stadium for the first time. You have all the cameras on you and you kind of just, you feel like, wow, I'm actually here. I'm here to play. I'm here to do the job. And then I would say another highlight was the double wicket against Sri Lanka. Uh, it was it was just amazing, you know. One of those things that you hope to live through and you hope to see again and again and again in your career. I think we all want to see that again and again and again in your career for South Africa. Uh, I was going to bring up that double wicket. So that your first international wicket at, at under-19 level and then your second very soon after. I think in the moment it's kind of just like, I'm going to get this guy out, I got this guy out, you know. <laughs> it's just one of those things where you see a batsman in front of you and your initial instinct is, let He's me take mine. him out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think once you look at it after the game and once you look at it like a few months later, then you're like, wow, actually, that's like really special, you know, one of those things. And then going from strength to strength, you played for SAA against Sri Lanka again this year. And... I've got some of the stats here, two for 43 and one for 27, so still taking wickets, which is uh, obviously fantastic. It was a first-class game. Uh, it was a first first-class game first for you. First-class game. At yes. 17? Or 17, yeah. At 17. First first-class match at 17. That's amazing as well. And now, a couple of weeks ago, we had the big draw um, or the auction for the SA20, and you're going to be playing for Paul Royals, which must just be so exciting that that's coming. So let's talk a little bit about that. Firstly, how's it going to balance with school? Are, are you just is school now less important? It's 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 done, or are you still going to balance it both? I mean, you, you've been talking about how you're playing all these different sports, so you clearly are someone who's keen on not just like going at cricket and doing nothing else. So um, it's definitely going to be difficult, but it's one of those things where just time management classes, I guess, and just like working on time management. Uh, it's going to be a very key thing. I'm still going to put school on the front foot. It's definitely not taking a step back. So, yeah, it's going to be a difficult job, but it's going to be a job that we have to do. What are you looking forward to? Is it the, the players that are you're going to be around? Is it the structures? Is it playing cricket at a professional level? W what is it? Yeah, there's definitely a, like a lot of things to look forward to. I would say one is the players that you're going to meet and the experience that you're going to gain. There's world-class players in every single team. Whether you're playing with them or against them, you're going to learn something from them. And then I would say probably the second thing is the crowd in Paul. It's it's something that you hear about all the time. Here's like Royals. And every team that you talk to, you hear them say, I don't want to go down to Paul. I don't want to face that crowd. So having that crowd behind you is going to be something really special. 100%. And I think also when you play at other venues throughout South Africa, playing at the Wanderers, Centurion, Newlands, all over. 
Um, those are just some of the ones that come to mind as being our biggest capacity stadiums and then Newlands, in my biased opinion, being the most beautiful ones. <laughs> um, not that not that my Cape Town really did it justice last year, but hopefully, hopefully it's going to be a bit better this year. Um, I think you as a player going onto this stage, obviously you get all the people that are going to be there um, like in terms of past players who may be our coaches, actual players present as well. Do you have goals for the tournament that you set yourself or is it you just go out there to do as best as you can and live in the moment and enjoy it? There's definitely a few things that I've been looking at. I haven't set the goals as of yet. Um, but thinking about... Thinking yeah. about it, definitely. First thing would be to get a game in. Um, yeah. I think to get a game in would be really special and if I can perform for the team um, that would be also something really special but I still need to look into what the goals are for the tournament. I think I can say with quite a lot of confidence that if you do get a game in it will be the youngest SA20 debut ever I'm pretty sure I don't think obviously it's the second season but still it will be it will be quite special uh, and then I think even if you just even if you don't the traveling with the team the being a part of that structure and learning is still so beneficial once school is done and dusted next year so at the end of next year do you know what you're going to be pursuing what your your dreams are in terms of after school i mean is it just go straight into cricket is it university and cricket what's it looking like um i definitely say studying while playing cricket and playing cricket at a high level, playing cricket professionally, and then trying to work my way up into the pro tiers. That's the main goal. Who do you think has been inspirational for you? Who have you looked up to? Favorite cricketers? Um, maybe there isn't one. Maybe there are a couple that you maybe model off of or are you doing your own thing, but definitely players that you've looked up to. Yeah, I would say probably the top three bowlers um, that I've looked up to and I've tried to take something away from. Vernon Philander, the way that he plays with the ball is absolutely insane. Um, so if I would be able to do that, I think I'd be amazing. Very happy. <laughs> yeah, very, very happy. Yeah. Um, Dale Stain, the aggression that he bowls with and also what he can do with the ball, uh, the way he makes the ball talk and the way he gets wickets is absolutely outrageous. He's a wicket-taking machine. And then I'd say also Gahiso Rabada. Um He's obviously someone that I've looked up to quite a lot and he's currently my mentor in terms of cricket. But yeah, also the stuff that he does with the ball, um, how he's been cl playing cricket from a young age, you know, it's it's really something special to see and it's something that I would definitely want to model. That's awesome. And you mentioned as a mentor as well, it's always great to have someone that you can actually be involved with to help you on your journey. I want to hear a little bit from you for aspiring cricketers who are playing cricket at school, what your advice to them is uh, if they want to maybe take it further, if they just want to be as good as they can be, what your advice as someone who is currently doing that and is on that journey and also clearly is very dedicated to it and makes time to put in the effort. What, what's your advice? I would say something that you have to look at like, and something that's extremely important is time management and planning, make calendars for yourself um, and always make the time to do the hard work because the hard work is what's going to get you to the position that you want to be in. I think if you can put in the hard work, if you can make time for the hard work, 
um, everything will kind of line up. And I think you definitely are an example of putting in that hard work and then getting something out of it. Going into super sport schools now, obviously we've been covering school sport. It's, there's been quite this, there's been a bit of a boom in covering school sport and school cricket in particular. You, you can go and watch things that have happened in games. You can go and kind of self-coach. Your coaches can watch and also comment. And obviously, even before things were streamed, coaches would put video cameras up, all of that. What are the benefits, do you think, of having your game streamed, broadcast, being able to look back, improve, etc.? I think there's definitely like a lot of benefit. Um, one thing, as you said, self-coaching. I'd say just looking back on what you've done well, what you haven't done well, and kind of just keeping a timeline. So what I do is I write in a diary. Um, like every day, if I'm feeling good, if my rhythm is good, whatever's going on, and I look to that and I look back onto good points in my kind of cricketing career. So I think if you can have that written down information and the video information to match with it, uh, it's really beneficial because you can go from like the lowest of low to back to your peak in a split sec. I'm really struggling to believe that you're only 17. That's that's amazing. And I think the fact that you're so mature about it and actually put in the work and to record how you're doing to improve on that and to see where you are, you, you have a clear direction, you can see where you've come from and you can make those changes that you need to make. And if a day goes well, a day goes badly, you can adjust appropriately. So I think that's that's fantastic. Uh, the quiz, 60 seconds. You can answer as many, well, you can try and answer as many questions correctly as you can in those 60 seconds. The high score at the moment is still Tahira Augusti, South African national women's hockey player. Also at the age of 17, she made her debut for the South African national women's team. Typically, this the players we've had on, the athletes, the school players and athletes, have averaged between 6, 7, or between 5, 8, so 6 or 7. Quena Mapaka, are you ready? Ready. The Supersport Schools podcast quiz. Your time starts now. Who is the only South African batter to have scored a triple century in test cricket? Jacques Cullis or Hashimamla? Hashimamla. Correct. How many umpires typically stand on the field for a quick cricket match? Two. Correct. Name one of the teams that participated in the first ever international cricket match. Pause. United States or Canada. In water polo, possession is required to change uh, every how many seconds? Pause. 30. Which country is hosting the 23 Cricket World Cup? India. Correct. In how many official ways can you be dismissed in cricket? It's 10. True or false, Supersport Schools streams and broadcasts school cricket? True. Correct. Which team beat the South African Women Pro Tiers in the 2023 T20 World Cup Final? England. Australia. Which country holds the record for the highest ever Cricket World Cup score? Pass. South Africa. True or false, in athletics, the second 100 meter of the 200 meters race typically occurs on a straight? True. Correct. Which South African batter scored the most career test runs? Pass. Jacques Cullis. What is the newest cricketing format of the three main formats? T20. Correct. Which... Ah, uh, there we go. Time is up. You got six, which is actually quite a good score. I just want to go into the one... A couple bits of trivia here, which I didn't know before we put this quiz together. I did not know that in 1844, the first international cricket match was between the United States of America and Canada. Yeah. I would never have guessed either of those two countries. And in fact, they've played each other kind of on and off ever since in a, in a, a series... And it's called the KA Alti Cup, and it's believed to be the first and longest-running international sporting fixture of any type in the world. So I didn't know that. I think that's quite cool. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for playing and taking part in the quiz. 
All the best for the SA20, for school cricket this season, for the club cricket, and all the other teams that you might be playing for along the way. Thanks so much for joining us on the Super Sports Schools podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Super Sports Schools podcast brought to you by Spur here at St. Stylian's College for Boys in Johannesburg. I really hope you're as inspired as I am by Krenema Parker's story. Someone with so much discipline and motivation to not only make it in his chosen sports of cricket, but also in his education and to set himself up holistically for a really successful future. That's all we have time for on today's show, but remember new episodes air every week on DSTV channel 216 and repeat throughout the week before the next episode. And if you miss any episodes or want to catch up on ones that you might not even know exist, you can catch it wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and more. I've been Alex White on the Supersport Schools podcast. See you next time. Bye-bye. This has been the Super Sports Schools podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars, powered by Spurs Day Grunches.